0: Welcome along once again to our Fabulous Flowers podcast with Lucy Nolan and celebrity florist Paul Hawkins. Hello, Paul.
1: Good afternoon, Lucy. How are you today?
0: Yes, I'm good. Thank you very much. All good. Just um, sitting in the garden I was this morning for a while, enjoying a little bit of sunshine with my coffee. Um, yeah, all very, very good. Thank you very much indeed.
1: I'm now going to sound like my mother and start talking about the weather, but I went... Um... <laughs> But hasn't it been gorgeous? Gorgeous, but quite chilly, chilly in the shade, but lovely sunshine. Absolutely lovely. Perfect sort of weather for looking at flowers and feeling all flowery and lovely. That's what I say.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree. So um, what or where or how or florally, where are we heading this week?
1: Well, yesterday, Lucy, I had the lovely opportunity to pop to a garden centre and I was oh god it was lovely it was literally it's like being a child at Hamleys and I spied a plethora great big heavy swathes of alliums so today Mm. I'm going to talk to you all about the very beautiful flower spring summer flower in our spring summer series that we're doing on different star performers um the lovely allium
0: that sounds fantastic
1: It's a beautiful, beautiful flower. If you don't know what an allium looks like, um, it's a very tall, 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 straight green stem with what can only be described as kind of a purple disco ball on the end of it, if that makes any sense. Are you seeing that purple disco ball, Lucy, on the end of a tall green stick?
0: uh, I am, indeed. Uh, I I have a few disco balls left in my garden, although, to be fair, my very gorgeous footballer, adoring son, Rory does like to pop a ball around the place. And so I am minus a few heads at the moment. But I have, mm. as encouraged by you, I've popped them inside in a bud vase and I'm just waiting for them to give me a little extra pleasure inside because they're some of them are no longer attached to their gloriously long green stems.
1: Yeah, so I think my language might have been quite colourful with Rory. But still, he's a lovely mm. boy, you know, and football is football. What can you say? But the lovely thing about alliums is... Lucy, I don't know if you know this, but they self-sow like bilio. So um, do leave some to self-sow in the garden. Obviously, if you don't want them to self-sow, deadhead them. But they're just such a wonderful thing. And probably about ooh, in the noughties. Do we call it the noughties? The 2000s? Um yes, noughties. They were like all the rage. They were everywhere at Chelsea. Um, they were quite the flower. And then so everyone planted them in, in sort of, you know, in a mad sort of rush. And all those people that planted them in their garden, hopefully now will have great big, heavy drifts of them because they just love to self-sow. Um, and I have to say they're just a wonderful thing. They're a great thing to have in a in a in a in a flower arrangement. They're so sort of delicate, lacy. They come in purples. They come in white. They come in pink. Um, and they they just have such a lovely funky '60s look. They're very turgid. Can I say turgid? Just did. Wow. Yes. Mm. Uh,
0: I tell you what. Actually, that takes me back to my biology classes at school. Turgid. Oh,
1: steady, steady. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Why? What happened to what happened with the turgidity ter- in your biology class?
0: Well, it's all to do with, um, I did biology A-level and it's all, isn't it, to do with the rise of water within a flower stem. It's all, you know, linked into the floral wonders that you learn in in biology. God. Photosynthesis.
1: That's the one. That's the one. Mm -hmm. Well, we love that. But what, everything, you know, when things are too good to be true, they normally are. Thing is with alliums, they might look lovely, but you probably know this, they are a member of the onion family so, from as a florist, they're lovely in an arrangement for a party for a day. But um, another part of my business is doing weekly contract flowers. And this is a flower you cannot put in a weekly contract. Because after a couple of days, it starts smelling like, I'd say, kind of eau de compost heap mixed with sort of, yeah, the bottom of the bin. I don't know. It's a nasty old oniony, soupy smell. and. Not so nice. So um, that's the downside of the lovely Allium, I would say.
0: Yes. OK. And so for use in flower arrangements for us in our in our kitchens at home, what would you marry um, an Allium with to give it its best performance?
1: Mm, I'd say something quite pretty. And I mean, you could just do a whole sort of myriad of purples and blues. So you could mix it with some lilac, um, some forget-me-nots, some oryngium. Now, oryngium are those really lovely blue spiky thistles that you often see in flower shops uh, and a great thing to grow in your garden if you have a garden, um, oryngiums. But yeah, they look like a lovely sort of blue Scottish thistle. So I, mean, I think I'd do a lovely myriad of sort of blues and purples to keep it a bit moody and for that kind of, you know, full-on smart florist look.
0: So you don't use them in any bridal flowers or any celebration arrangements, then? Well, actually.
1: I was talking to a florist friend, and they, you know, they'd they'd put some alliums in a bouquet, and the bouquet was thrown, and someone caught it, and you know, someone said, you know, are you going to make a soup out of that? You know, because um, oh, yeah, I, I they're lovely. A room that's the room that's got lots of sort of air in it. But in a hot room, you'd just get that really oniony smell. But anyway, we don't want to linger on that. They are a beautiful thing. They're a fabulous cup flower and they dry really, really well. So they're a sort of year round performer, summer and winter. Cause in the summer, you've got them alive and flowering. And Then in the winter, you can cut them, dry them. And, you know, as I always say, spray them silver and gold for Christmas.
0: And if you're going to dry them, Paulie, how would mm. you do that? Is that an upside down thing? Is it a hanging from a piece of string thing? How does that, and where do you put them?
1: If you're feeling very professional, you've got a dark, cool space. You could to hang them upside down. Um, but equally well, I've dried them like, like one does with hydrangeas. Just put them in a vase with no water um, and just ignore them. And they'll just go lovely and crispy and dry and look quite stylish. You know, a vase full of dried allium heads can look really sort of skeletal, like these lovely botanical prints that you see um, in mm. illustrations. And it's just such a lovely thing to see the, um, like with the photograph, there's the negative and the positive, you all know about this, see, It's interesting mm. to see denuded, whatever, you know, without the, the purple and the green, suddenly it's a lovely crispy brown skeleton that sounds ghastly, but it's a really lovely, minimal, lovely wintry look.
0: Mm, sounds great. Wow, well, it's fascinating. I had no idea there was so much to know about an allium.
1: And... <laughs> they are. They're gorgeous. The lovely thing about the allium, Lucy, is the fact there are so many different types. Um, so you know there are the sort of the, the normal ones you'd see called the gigantium. Isn't that a great name? The gigantium, uh, which is tall mm-hmm. and pom pommy. They're all quite pom pommy. Then you've got the Christoffi. These can look these up. There's a wonderful one called the purple sensation. Ooh love that one um and there's a little tiny one i call it a bullet allium but it, uh, some people call it a drumstick allium and they're tiny and they're really purple and they're really really fantastic for a, a cut flower so many an allium just in the garden they're like a well-drained soil and they'll keep self-seeding so they'll pop, pop up anywhere Ooh, lovely. the next year love a little surprised self-seeding situation brilliant
0: that all sounds absolutely fantastic, Paulie. Um, so shall we then move on to our floriography fun fact then? Um, and this week, I thought we might shake it up a bit because I know you and I have both been looking into some interesting historical and symbolic meanings for this flower. And this flower this week for floriography fun fact is the cornflower.
1: I love the cornflower.
0: Yes, I, I do too. Um, In fact, my sons, who one has left, in fact, both have left uh, Eastbourne College, Mm -hmm. when they do their Leavers Ball, they wear, on the lapel of their jacket, they wear a blue cornflower. Oh. And it's called the Cornflower Ball.
1: Oh, my God, that's so lovely. So it obviously means a lot to you and your boys. That's so nice.
0: Yeah, it does, actually. It's really rather sweet. So I really, really enjoyed uh, focusing on some of the facts behind the cornflower. And obviously there are many different colours I know. Blue is not the only one. But one of the things that was highlighted in some of my research was that as you look around a garden, it doesn't really matter where you are in the world, Mm. there are a distinct lack of blue or indigo purpley type blossoms simply because there aren't that many to um, to breed them from, I suppose.
1: I think you're absolutely so, right there, absolutely. Mm,
0: so that's probably why the blue blooms of, of things like delphiniums and hydrangeas and forget-me-nots are so special in our gardens, and the cornflower, for me, probably would stand out for that very reason, because it's blue.
1: It's such a delicious blue as well, and it's such a delicate thing. I mean, very often people say to me, "Ooh." I'd love a cornflower as a buttonhole, um but they've got i mean they're so fragile. after a couple of hugs at a wedding, you know your buttonhole's mashed, so we'd have to, if someone wants a, a cornflower buttonhole they'd have to, there'd be a lot of wiring involved, which I'm really useless at i have to, I'm better off doing a great big urn arrangement. I'd get one of my lovely team to do the wiring. lovely, lovely Colleen who works for me. she would sit and do the wiring of the of the of the flowers for all that situation but um but it, there are so many lovely things as as as, as you know connected to cornflowers and you know that they, they in the language of flowers which we love to refer to they they mean wealth prosperity fortune and friendship so all lovely positive things what have you come up with mm. Lucy?
0: well well i found that they had actually quite a number of strong symbolic meanings mm. right across cultures and religions and things like in folklore, blue cornflowers were worn, rather like my sons at their, their end of school ball, hmm. they were worn by young men in love. If the flower faded too quickly, it was taken. That, that, that was a sign that the man's love was not returned by the girl he was professing it to, should we say. So that, that was quite an interesting little fact I found.
1: That's a little bit, um, kind of, gosh, I mean, that's a bit, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? I suppose which depends which way you're looking at it. But um, but it, you know, it dates back through millennia, you know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. Wreaths of garlands of blue cornflowers and blue lotus flowers were found in the tomb of Tutankhamun. Wow! Can you imagine? So they they put them to sleep, you know, their, their journey off to you know wherever they're going, um, with garlands of blue cornflowers. So it's been around for years, and and in Christian symbolism, the blue cornflower became a symbol of the Queen of Heaven.
0: Um,
1: yeah, amazing, isn't it? It's a symbol of tenderness, fidelity, reliability, power, and magnificence. Mm-hmm. And what I love, I found out that it can be found in many of the frescoes and tapestries you know, in Italy. Um, so I just love that. I mean, it's an ancient, beautiful thing. Yes,
0: that's amazing. And I know that I found out as well that the, the first species of the blue cornflower, the one that we recognise today as the blue some of those date back to the mid 1800s when it became a symbol for many European countries and in the past it was it was you know grown in fields uh, where all the barley and the grains were grown mm. so hence its name the cornflower not necessarily in fields of corn but in fields of of all sorts of grains that were grown so that the name cornflower came from this little blue flower that sprouted its head amongst all the edible grains
1: I love that, and when you think of a cornflower, you know it's up there with all those lovely wild flowers, isn't it? It just makes you think of sort of romantic, sort of really lovely rural idylls. And um, and did you know it's one of the national flowers of Germany? Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know it's that.
1: Due- no, I know. I mean, i had no, no idea of that either. And it's partly due to the story that Queen Louise of Prussia. Never heard of Queen Louise of Prussia, but she sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. She was fleeing Berlin and she was pursued by Napoleon's forces. She hid her children in a field of cornflowers and kept them quiet by weaving wreaths for them from the flowers. Gosh. And the flower thus became identified, I know, identified with Prussia. Isn't that amazing?
0: Oh, my gosh, that is amazing. Absolutely wonderful.
1: I love that. And, it's, and I forgot to say, it's the same colour as the Prussian military uniform. I'm just going to look up some Prussian... Just now, I think. Just yes. To look at that lovely blue blue uniform. I bet you are. <laughs> um. Also, one, on. one
0: other fact. One other fact I found out was that Estonia also uses the cornflower to signify political parties, including the People's Union and the Liberal People's Party, um, as well as a symbol of bread, touching on the old cornflower coming from the fields of grain. I imagine there.
1: Oh, Lucy. I mean, that's that's pretty I amazing, mean, Estonia. I when I think of Estonia, I think of the Eurovision Song Contest, but that's got nothing to do with the flowers. Um, Yes. That's a pretty, that's an amazing thing. Um, But my last little fact, I found out that in France, the blue cornflower is the symbol for the 11th of November, the armistice. Um, And it's a common symbol for veterans and it's worn. They wear it the way we would wear a red. Um, So that's a lovely thing. It's got many special kind of palpable, palpable things. a really lovely girlfriend of mine, um, she recently laid her grandfather to rest and um, she all they wanted was a little bunch of cornflowers for the top of the coffin and they had to go down to Devon, Devon or Cornwall, so these cornflowers, and they're quite, you know, they're, they're not that resilient, but they managed to get there and they made a little, tied them up with a little bit of raffia, popped them on top of the grandfather's coffin, um, so it's got lots of lovely special things about it, the, the, the cornflower, beautiful. Beautiful blue as well
0: beautiful blue and and really so, so many things for such a delicate in a way, a delicate, small, and yet um much talked about and admired little flower.
1: Mm, I know, but from a florist's point of view, I have to say that when, they're quite fiddly to prepare, and when you put flowers in a vase, you have to what i call it, condition them uh, and that that in in broil in broils involves stripping all the foliage off. Because I always go on about get rid of the leaves because you don't want them in the water because it makes the water manky. But cornflowers have got so many fiddly, tiny little leaves on. They're really fiddly to condition, but it's really important to get all those leaves off before you get them in the vase. Hmm.
0: Well, I, I would very much like to see um, some little cornflower arrangements from you, Paulie. So next time we manage to do one of our little filmettes to go over on our Fabulous Flowers TV channel, let's do a little cornflower something.
1: I think maybe a little cornflower, you know, a little cornflower floral crown. That would be lovely with rosemary because cornflowers and rosemary in a little kind of a, it's called, you pop on your head like a, a little, um, what are they called? Said the florist. A darling. <laughs> um, a, a, circlet, a, circlet. a circlet. A circlet. Hello. Little bridesmaids have. And um, one with rosemary, meaning remembrance, mm-hmm. and the cornflower would be very pretty. But mm-hmm. um, that's maybe one for Colleen to make. Cause I just, too impatient with the wiring Mm. makes me just want to stamp on it yes
0: fair enough well i'm sure we'll find something we can do and we can upload that we can can upload that to our tv channel um so that people can have a look at at cornflowers in action uh, courtesy of your delicate hand
1: paulie well that would be lovely and if anyone's got any cornflowers stories or any cornflowers growing in their garden they want to pop them in a little vase take a snap and stick it on instagram and tag us in it that would be lovely. would love to see them. Tag us at Fabulous Flowers TV. We'd really love to see your flowery efforts as ever.
0: Yes. And we've already had a few in, actually. Did you see we had a, a few wonderful arrangements from supermarket flowers? Uh, in? Absolutely. Yes, in the vases with some foliage from people's gardens. There was Nicola Cohen sent some in from mm-hmm. Norfolk and Dolly Buckley, who I believe is
1: in Ireland. Yes, she sent one from I saw that from Rural Ireland. It yes. looks really lovely. Amazing. She did terrible sort of reds and and I, I thought she a lovely little composition there. So keep them coming in, folks. That's what I say.
0: Absolutely. Keep them coming in. Well, that's about it, Paulie. I think we're wrapping it up for this week. Uh, as always, everybody knows where to find us on uh, Facebook. We are Fabulous Flowers TV and at Fabulous Flowers TV on Instagram. Please follow. Please join. Please pick up your flowers and have some fun with them.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sorry if you can hear a strange noise in the background. It's my dog having a dream and he's having he's yelping a bit. So um, that's just need to pop that in there. But anyway, have a lovely, lovely, flowery week, everyone, and we'll catch up soon.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay, everyone.
1: Bye bye. Bye.